Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Long Island, New York, the best wrestling podcast in the world, Joseph Crush, Nikki Noodles, Bad News Canali, and Nick Jersey, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, WrestleBuzz proudly brings to you the number one wrestling podcast in the world, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. Oh, it feels so good to say that again. Boys, good morning. Nick, you are looking mighty dapper over there after a good I'm, workout. I'm trying. I'm Nikki trying. News, good morning. Good morning, Jared. Nice, nice to hear those vocal cords in tip-top shape. Bro, to start hey, man, listen, you know. Even though it's early, for a little bit earlier for the recording, I'm ready to rock and roll. Um, our brother from uh, another mother, Tommy, Bad News Canali. How are we doing this morning? Yeah, pretty good. Good morning, boys. All right. Bad and, news, tough, uh, tough start today with that T-shirt. Man. Uh, oh, God. Don't get me tough started. Two nights. Tough two nights. Should be 2-0 and against the Red Sox. And oh, said we're man, that right. That's a tough one. But uh, I guess that's baseball. And this is a exactly. pretty weird season for us. Baseball but, season. Uh, yeah. not, not, our, not our time, unfortunately. Whatever. What are you going to do? Yeah, whatever. What are you going to do? Let's hope for a win today, though, because that would make me feel just yeah. a little smidgen better. Um, Joseph, he is missing today. Um, he has the, I guess, in-laws over. And I think right now, Tommy, keep me honest. I think he's probably making them a little bacon and eggs, a little bacon and eggs. I would think so. He can't, he can't the, cook that guy, so, you know. Can't, can't the, uh, true. Actually, you know, he's probably ordering. He's probably ordering some bacon and eggs, a little coffee, yeah. a little Dunkin' Donuts. You never know with him. I think pancakes, French toast, and then he's going to go clean the pool. <laughs> he is a pool boy. Uh, Joey, of course, we miss you. Um, episode 64 of the Wrestling Journal podcast. Boys, let's kick this thing off. Uh, social medias, right? Hey, we got them. We need you to follow them on Twitter at WrestleBuzz with three Z's on Instagram at WrestleBuzz on TikTok at WrestleBuzz. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, yeah. And Facebook at WrestleBuzz. Sorry. Facebook just kind of eluded me for a second. Um, where can you find us? I mean, guys, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, anywhere where podcasts can be downloaded. You can find us there. All 63 previous episodes. Um, we are there for you in all your wrestling enjoyment and pleasure. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It's a it's probably the biggest one that we're hoping for just because it puts us right at the top when you search it in the search bar and when you look in wrestling. So if you like what we're doing, guys, leave us a little review. Um, you know, we got kids. Well, we don't have kids. Joey has kids. <laughs> but just pretend we have kids because we need your support. Um, and speaking of support, you know what I needed this morning, boys? And I cracked it open a little bit earlier. A nerd focus. Oh, absolutely. Nick, it looks like your drip. It looks like the nerd focus is coming out of your pores right now. The work yeah, that you just when, had. When you, when you told us about this significantly early start, you know, I had to start the day early with a nice little workout. Nerd focus. Pounding it right away. Beautiful. <laughs> and Tommy, we have a long night. We have a, uh, a yeah. birthday to celebrate. So I know you're cracking open your nerd focus. Nerd focus and coffee. Doesn't go together. Drink it separately, though. Yeah, it's going to be a very long day today, but a fun one, so I can't wait. Absolutely. Guys, Nerd Focus is that think drink. It's that energy drink that gives us that extra boost and push to get everything we need to get done. 
Um, as a, always, as, as a give back to our fans, if you use the code ND20 at checkout, you always get 20% off. If you order two cases or more, you get free shipping. Um, all you have to do is go to the link tree in our social media bios, which is on, um, on Instagram and Twitter and everything. Joey has everything up in, uh, up in there for you. Go right there. Use the code at checkout, ND20, and you get 20% off of a fantastic thing drink. Nerd Focus. It's good. Um, and speaking of good, Tommy, paper mm-hmm. champion, number one again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I had a fantastic money in the bank. Predict- I, I mean, I predicted it as, as it came to fruition. That's what I do. So, Joey, you're back in my rearview mirror. You've been there the whole time, but you got a little bit closer. But now you're back a couple exits where you should be. Um, Your boy's on top. The wrestling savant, the most professional wrestling podcaster in the world. (coughs) Uh, Tommy, how are you doing, though? I know you obviously turned heel on Bray Wyatt, which needs to be done. How are you looking? I'm middle of the road where I always am. So, you know, it is what what? Listen, it's not playoff time yet, right? Yeah. Just like the Yankees, it looks a little bleak. Yeah. It still is time. It's not over until it's over. Yeah. So why is Yogi Berra one step? Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, but listen, the paper champion, guys, it is everything you want in fantasy wrestling. I mean, our, our buddy Eric James has a fantastic website that is up and running. The way he handles this. His commentary videos after after pay-per-views are absolutely hysterical. This guy will make you laugh. Um, he is very in tune with what's going on. He's always listening for feedback. And it just it's great to have a, a an outlet for fantasy wrestling, right? It just sometimes gives you that extra enjoyment of the show. So thepaperchampion.com. The season is closed, but does not mean you cannot join for next season. The next season will kick off right before WrestleMania. But if you ever want to peek in and pop in and see how we're doing thepaperchampion.com. Go to the standings. Look at the top. That's where I'm always going to be. And look, you know, semi to the top. That's where time is going to be. Look at to the yeah, bottom. Yeah. That's where Joey's going to be. So, the you paper the, champion. Yeah, the Space Mountain of Fantasy Wrestling. Oh, boy. <laughs> always to the top. Um, to the moon. To the moon. To the moon. Um, <laughs> listen, we have a Joe Money question of the week, and this one is a doozy. Mm-hmm. Now, Joe is not always such a wordsmith. He was definitely a little bit long in this question, but I know what he was trying to do because he was passionate about it, and I appreciated that. And Joe, just be careful when you're driving and asking questions, all right? Because it sounds like you're driving when you're when you're sending these questions over. The road um, the wrestling, you know. Absolutely, no. I love Joe. He's he's the man. Uh, Joe, what is your question for us for the week? Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. And welcome to this week's question of the week. Am I going to talk about how good Raw was? Am I going to talk about how good Money in the Bank was? Um, It's too early for me to tell if SmackDown was good. Nope, none of that. My question of the week is about a certain someone, that Vinny Mac. Um, Do you think he's single-handedly just trying to destroy NXT uh, prior wrestlers with this whole thing with Karrion Cross? I just have a feeling he just wants to make Triple H look dumb. Uh, is is it a possibility? I mean, I don't know, but uh, it just seems like he's just trying to under uh, undermine everything that Triple H has done with all his wrestlers. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you think I'm right? I'm sorry for the uh, upsetting question after such good wrestling, but I mean, how how do you not focus on such a shit debut against? 
technically uh I don't want to call Jeff Hardy a washed up wrestler, but I mean I mean come on, I think he's on definitely on the back nine of his career, probably on like the back two, if anything. Uh another uh, DWI or drug charge and that guy's never gonna see the light of day. Uh but um let me know. Uh did Karen Cross uh, lose to a future AEW wrestler or what? What do you guys think? Let me know. Bye. Well, when I said a doozy, I really meant it. Uh, Tommy, he is your tag team partner. He is your brother. What do you got for Joe Money? How do you feel about what he just asked? I mean, after Monday night, I mean, well, where else can you go with it? I mean, you bring up Karrion Cross for a match against Jeff Hardy, and, you know, and that happens. You know what I mean? I really think, you know, Vince, I really think he's trying to make Triple H's guys look like idiots. I mean, there's no other way you can put it. I mean, let it, let it all out, Tommy. Go. I mean, you've been waiting on this all week. <laughs> you freaking you built Cross up to be this monster for over a year. You know, he, he, you know, basically destroys everyone down in NXT that he's faced. Then he comes up here for a match. And I mean, I guess no offense to Jeff Hardy, but he's not who he was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. You know what I mean? So he goes, I mean, Grant, he won, you know, dirty, you know, he has legs on the rope and stuff. But still, I mean, you make Cross look stupid. I mean, it's ridiculous. And then I heard some of the spoilers for the, because, you know, NXT the last next two weeks has been taped and the crowd chanting Hardy, Hardy at all his matches and they had to edit it out. Really? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, I don't know. I don't understand the point of it was. I mean, like, I, don't know, I just, I'm a, I'm a fucking lost for words with it. I really am. It's just so dumb. And then the whole Keith Lee debacle. I mean, yes, he's going against Bobby Lashley, you know, the almighty, you know, making him this unstoppable monster and everything. But the, we haven't seen the dude since, what, January? And he gets squashed in, what, five minutes? Ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, uh, this Vince, he, they got Vince, as I always say, unfortunately. So hopefully Cross's future is a little bit better, but I'm not too hopeful after that. No, that was that was really tough to watch. And you know what's and then Nick, I definitely want to get your point. You know, when when we have the fans back, right? We've been alluding this to for I mean, God, for so long on the show, because we started this pretty much during the pandemic. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like it's it, the majority of our podcast has been through the pandemic. So when we've kind of alluded to when the fans come back, we feel the story's going to change. When the fans come back, they're going to they're going to try to not not say listen to us, but they're going to make sure to put on the best product they can. Um, you always you can always pay homage to your veterans, but you can't disrespect the young guys coming up. Like, how are we supposed to take them seriously if you don't? Exactly. Exactly. Nick, I mean, dude, I know you're a Vince guy. There's no chance in hell that you liked what you just saw on Monday. Tell me that. Uh, I, I certainly didn't like what I saw on Monday. I mean, I've been, we've been dying for Keith Lee to get back, and he got fed to Lashley right away, first few. Just like when he first got brought up, right? He got fed right to the, right to the monsters right at the gate and squashed all his momentum, everything that he built, the brand that he built in NXT, which was, mon- was an absolute monstrosity. And the carrying crossing was just complete, just absolute disrespect to the, the guy who's carried the flag in NXT for the last few months. He's smoking hot. Side piece there, Scarlet wasn't even anywhere to be found. I mean, what do you, what presentation are you offering everybody? And listen, no disrespect to Jeff Hardy, but he's been the doormat of every comp- opponent he's had over the last few months. Exactly. Even going back further than that, and he gets the big. Um, pro- argue, you can make the case, arguably the biggest win he's had in a decade. It, it, it was that bad, and it, it just makes you wonder. I mean, I find it hard to believe that Vince would, you know, purposely sabotage 
business and the future of the of the sport for his own ego. But it really makes you wonder with so many of these pitch decisions that make he doesn't have some ulterior motive to say I'm I'm still the man and I can do what I want. I can bury stars and create new ones, but the track record speaks for itself as of late, and it hasn't been good. No, it hasn't been good. And and like you guys were saying, I mean, it's so tough because. Jeff Hardy has been, he's at a point in his career where he's a veteran, right? His name is a household name. And I think this is where I'd love to kind of turn up a little bit of the conversation, still stick with the question, is I think, Tommy, you you shared a report that they've been, they're more, they're trying to be more aware of uh, bringing more of the casual fan back to watch versus catering to the the diehard fan. Because if you look at what the, the, the result of those two matches and what took place with those two guys, um, me and Keith Lee and Karrion Cross taking losses. That's that's a that's a tailor made, you know, right to the casual fan kind of thing, right? Jeff Hardy's a household name. You can ask anybody. Nine nine times out of ten, I bet eight times out of ten, if you want to even just be a little bit safer, they know who Jeff Hardy is. Uh, Bobby Lashley, maybe not so much, but Bobby Lashley's your champion, right? You can squash people. You squash Kofi Kingston at Money in the Bank, theoretically. Yeah. to get Bobby over. So Bobby, you don't need him to get a win like that over Keith Lee. I think Keith Lee, I for I thought when Keith Lee came out, I'm like, yo, if Keith Lee's the next challenger, right, maybe they're going to bypass uh, Uncle Bill. If Keith Lee's the next challenger, sign me up. Even if he takes a loss at SummerSlam, even if having a feud for a couple weeks with Keith Lee and getting him to have that notoriety and that and that that push to being in a few with the with the champ, that's what I thought we were gonna do, mm-hmm. and we did not get that. And that it just it felt all wrong. It yeah. felt bad. And then Karrion Cross, like Nick alluded to, down in NXT has been the guy. I mean, you know, Adam. It's obviously it's Adam Cole's house, but Karrion Cross has been the guy. For him to take his very first loss, guys, his very first loss. He hasn't lost yet. Yeah. No, his very not. first loss. On Monday Night Raw, yep. to go down to NXT, and as Tommy said, you know, spoiler alert, um, it's not too much of a spoiler, that it, whatever Karrion Cross is, was doing in NXT over the next couple of weeks, it's they're chanting Hardy. Yeah, that's that's disgusting. That's yeah. literally, that, that's literally you can make the case of the destruction of the character. Before yeah. That's really not what you want to, yeah, that's not what you want to do for these guys. NXT is supposed to be a separate brand. Exactly. There should never be chance of, of some of these... I will say the other roster. I'm not going to say the upper roster, the other roster than NXT. Very bad. You don't bring them up if you're going to make them lose. That's exactly. my personal opinion. Yeah. You just don't do it. Because if you're going to act like nothing ever happens with, like, you know what I mean? Like, Harry Cross goes down back to NXT and doesn't even acknowledge it, but the fans do. Yeah. And now you've ruined it. Because yeah. once the fans get a hold of anything, let's be honest. I mean, we, we've been fans of wrestling for a long time. But you know as well as any of us, right? F- fans can ruin everything. Everything. Well, they can, they can hijack the show. Yeah. If they don't like it, they can hijack it. If they hate it, I mean, if they love it, they can hijack it. Like, they can take over, and you can't quiet yeah. down fourteen thousand people or how many people you, yeah. you pack into an arena. No, you, no, you can't. Especially after uh, uh, a year and a half of fucking like, sitting on the sidelines watching over television. Yeah. So and you got people making you know memes and things like, "Oh, it's Jeff Hardy the NXT champion now." You know, it's ridiculous. Well, he should be the number one contender, technically. Exactly. I mean, uh, it, just, it, just makes it, it just makes it so much worse with the fact that Jeff Hardy's literally been an embarrassment. An embarrassment. Yeah. And listen, I'm not disrespecting his resume. Jeff Hardy is one of the all-time, all-time greats for everything that he's accomplished and what he's done, what he's meant to the business, too. 
a, a whole new generation of fans and a whole new you know generation of wrestling styles. But for this to, to happen to a monster yeah. is not acceptable. Yeah. And we should it's have guessed right from his entrance. You know, he didn't have the same entrance as NXT with the smoke you saw, and everything. You saw it coming. You saw it coming. Yeah. So. Yeah, the presentation was dialed down significantly. They absolutely mishandled his debut on Monday Night Raw. I don't care what anyone says. I will argue till the day, till the, the you know, till the sun goes up or sun goes down. It was absolutely handled incorrectly. You do not put Karrion Cross against Jeff Hardy. You want to get him a win. Put him against Cedric. Put him against Shelton. Put him against someone that he can go in there. He can crush, make a statement, walk out. That's how you make monsters. Mm-hmm. We complain about that. Out. There's no you future. You don't want Triple H made stars. Hit stars. It's oh. awesome. I'll tell you right now, they better watch it because we got some. We're gonna definitely gonna get to these conversations, but AEW is doing some stuff right now. Oh, They're man. looking real cool. And Nick, it's even even you, game. even me, even I, you. I, I'm I'm not the uh, the biggest AEW guy, but I am applauding the efforts and the direction they're going, and uh, they're making a statement and a big one. Yeah, yeah. So we'll definitely we'll definitely get to that. But before we get to that, let's get to Money in the Bank. Okay, Money in the Bank's a fun fun pay per view. Uh, it's the second one back with fans. We know WrestleMania had fans back, but now this is now we're in the kind of the post-pandemic era in wrestling. At this point, mm-hmm. um, boys, Money in the Bank. Uh, it was good to have the fans back. I like the presentation of the huge screen. Like, I mean, they make it feel like very important now. Like when the, when their names come up on that, I don't even call it a Titantron anymore. I just call it like a, a, a like a whole like a whole stadium wall. It was crazy how how cool it looks. <laughs> but the presentation of them, they're making them feel much more important, which I love. But a lot went on at Money in the Bank. We had new SmackDown tag team champions. The Usos. Yeah, that was that. Bloodlines. Bloodlines bringing the belts. Um, We have a, I mean, gosh, Nikki Cross. Or excuse me, Nikki A-S-H, which I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that. Big E. Big E. It felt right. He definitely deserves it. That was cool. Um, I mean, boys, a lot went on. So I guess, Tommy, mm-hmm. initial reaction to Money in the Bank, did anything stand out to you? Were you happy with the results that you got? Were you hoping for some other stuff? I know, obviously, fantasy wrestling-wise, we want to make sure all your picks got your points. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk in the reality of it. How would you feel about Money in the Bank? I mean, for the women's Money in the Bank, that was definitely unexpected. But I was happy with it. You know, I really thought Selena was going to win, being that she just came back. But I'm happy with Nikki. You know, she's... You know, she's been on a hot streak as of the last, like, month and a half, two months, whatever it is. So it was pretty cool to see it win the briefcase. And the men's, I mean, I don't think you could have picked. I mean, I was hoping possibly for Riddle, but, I mean, Big E, I think, is the next best choice and everything. So it's pretty cool to see what they're going to do with him in the next few months with the with the briefcase. But overall, I really enjoyed the pay-per-view. I thought the main event with Edge and uh, Roman was awesome, you know. And then, you know, Seth got involved and him and Edge are going to be doing their thing at SummerSlam. And then, you know... We had the return of, you know, that guy, the guy we all can't see and everything. So that was, and man, that freaking pop. I didn't he, see any, I didn't see anything though. I, I, just heard I didn't see it either. <laughs> that pop came, when he came out, man, that freaking arena, I really thought was gonna, the roof was going to come off. That's how loud it was. So now that was very cool. Overall, good pay-per-view and let's, hopefully the momentum goes from there. But as we saw on Monday, eh, who knows? But overall, pay-per-view is very good. Uh, Nick, I mean, listen, you're a family guy. You know, the, the, <laughs> fa- the family guy is back. John Cena, Dominic Toretto's brother, <laughs> Jacob <laughs> Toretto. Now, all jokes aside, Nick, I mean, money in the bank. I mean, listen, we named your basement pretty much 
after Money, Money in the, the Bank, bank because that's <laughs> <It's> the <bank. laughs> that was the it's the bank. I mean, that's where we've always seen Money in the Bank pay-per-views. I'm hoping that obviously the next one we can kind of get together. I know that we're been a little bit busy and I was coming back from New Orleans, so that's on me. Um, but Money in the Bank, man, your pay-per-view, this is like almost like home, playing on home field. Are you happy with the results? Anything that kind of stuck out to you that was really good or maybe you wish was different? Um, I mean, getting Cena back was a, whew, I mean, yeah, I mean, you said getting, it for forever. Yeah. Yeah. No, getting Cena back was like a, a monstrous, monstrous, monumental return, to be honest. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's been missed for quite some time. Just, you know, a lot of people, you know, might not like his, uh, his gimmick or his style or his, you know, same old shit as some might say, but you are talking about one of the all time greats an absolute legend. Um, and his feud with Roman is going to be something special. Oh yeah. This is like this is like you're you're talking about like Rock Cena, Hogan Rock. Like this is this is, this is, this right is the this upper is... echelon of of a feud. And John Cena and Roman Reigns are going to tear the house down at SummerSlam. This is this is and Hogan I'll tell Warrior you, for this generation. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, you know, in in that way, right? Kind of you know potentially passing the torch, but maybe maybe Old Man Cena's got one more great run in him. You know, but that's the excitement of it all. You know, who knows what could happen and what the direction they might go in. But man, it should be something special. And I thought it was a Pretty damn good pay-per-view. Yeah. I thought it was too. I mean, I couldn't be happier to see the Usos. No disrespect to the Mysterios, but um, I think it just makes too much sense right now with Roman Reigns being like the the focal point of SmackDown, um, of WWE, that <laughs> if you have these two guys, your right-hand man and, and, and Jimmy coming back, like what better way to solidify everything that you're saying, right? For family. We do it for family. You know what I mean? Um. You, you have to, you, you know, it just makes, makes perfect sense. In my opinion. Um, I really want to live Morgan and win the money in the bank. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that, that I that's who I, who I picked for the paper champion, um, live Morgan and Tommy, I, I listen. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, I, I forgot her name. Zelina? My mind. Thank you. Zelina Vega. I was going to say her real name and that's why I was, I was tripping on my words. No, I was going to say, I was going to say Tia Trinidad or Mrs. Black. Um, but Zelina Vega would have been a perfect choice too, but I really, I think Liv Morgan, the way her momentum was going and her wins, like she would have, she would have been good to hold it. She would have been really good to hold it. And you could have also even turned her heel on Bianca or a future champion, or even, you know, if you wanted to dabble with raw, but raw sometimes gets a little messy because Charlotte's there. But, um, Biggie was my pick. I loved it. I just I hated that Bobby Lashley had to squash Kofi because that's what Kofi deserved better. Yeah, I know yeah, Kofi yeah. deserves better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even listen, we knew we knew Bobby was going to win. We knew it. Yeah. But give us like a twelve minute match. Make yeah. make Kofi look credible, dude. Xavier Woods has looked stronger against Bobby <laughs> than Kofi Kingston did, and that's yeah. not what the point was. Yeah. And you could you could use Xavier to like you know help him get you know help him get a couple uh, false finishes or something something to make Kofi look relevant and not. Yeah. Not like an embarrassment. Kofi deserved better. That was. I agree. Definitely. I agree. And Charlotte winning. You know, I just all I hope, and what I've read and what I've heard is that this is this is for Rhea to be like an official face, because she came in supposedly I read as a heel or tweener, against Oscar. A lot of her, a lot of her back and forth with Charlotte and everything going on past WrestleMania was just very, just it, it felt weird. So I guess if you're going to tell me like, this is the, this is the face turn for Rhea. So she can just be a face and not tween. It's too new for her to be a tweener. She's not Randy Orton. She's not Stone Cold Steve Austin. Doesn't need to be a tweener. Okay. That, that moniker is, is saved for specific people due to their character. Rhea Ripley's not there yet. Not that I don't want her to be there. Not that I don't respect the hell out of her. I just don't confuse the audience 
yet. You do enough to do that. (laughs) Um, You know, and and listen, Ed, I mean, Edge and Roman Reigns, that's, we've wanted to see it. They absolutely delivered. John Cena at the end. I went home happy. And I think at the end of the day, I went home happy. I wanted to watch Raw on Monday because I heard Cena was opening it up. And that's what I wanted to do, bro. So listen, bro, money, money in the bank. (laughs) That was, that was fun. But no, let's get into, let's get into Raw. So pretty much John Cena opens up Raw. Let's intentions be known. A very classic John Cena promo cut. Uh, Tommy, I know you love drop. I know you love when there's profanities dropped. The word asshole had to be blocked out because John Cena called Roman Reigns an asshole. Uh, Tommy, you have a potty mouth. I know this. So um, Cena's Cena's promo that he cut, calling Reigns out on his bullshit, Mm -hmm. saying that the fans will tell you that you're great. You don't need to tell them. Do you agree with uh, the man you can't see? I mean, I guess in a way, but I mean, the way Roman's been for the last year, I mean, the matches he's been putting on and how he's basically, I don't say squashing people, but just running through people. I mean, I think there it is just on top of his game. And like we've said many, many, many times before, this is the Roman we've been waiting for for the longest time. And we're finally getting it. And it's paying off tremendously. And for him to go against John Cena now, the biggest baby face probably in the last what, 15 years in wrestling, it's just going to be great at SummerSlam. And I kind of hope, I mean, I'm, probably doubtful but it will go past SummerSlam but you know I would love to see him you know continue with it but I'm just happy for the ride we're going to be on for the next what is it five weeks whatever until SummerSlam yeah we got some time so it's going to be fun sit back crack open a cold one a nerd focus Mm -hmm. and um and enjoy this feud because they're going to take us on a wild ride because once we got to SmackDown that shit got good Mm -hmm. real good uh Nick I mean you are what you have been you always you've always said that John Cena is the GOAT the goat is back. The goat right? is back. Tom Brady of wrestling, right? Theoretically. <laughs> yeah, so, I, guess, uh, I think he. I think that's uh, a job well done on your behalf. Okay, thank you. I try my best. I had my nerd focus. I'm feeling real good this morning. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, Nick. I mean, I know that we've we've spoken about it leading up to it. Now it's a, now it's come to fruition. John Cena, Roman Reigns. Um, you're you're all in. I I know that. But um, I guess, how do you hope to see this kind of play out over the next, five, you know, four weeks or so? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I mean, it, it's going to be, it's got to be some type of back and forth stuff. Uh, it would be sick if they, if they didn't get physical, really, to be honest. Like, you know how special those feuds are, you know, when they're, you know, they're able to just do amazing work with, with the words, you know what I mean? And then everything just all comes to full circle, you know, at the pay-per-view. Um, that might be a little hard. Uh you know, especially with, you know, with the bloodline involved and stuff like that, you know, they're going to, you know, give Cena some fits over the next few weeks. But uh, when they get a, get their hands on each other, it's going to be big time. It's going to be big time. And I, you know what? I like that you said that. I hope that they don't get physical until SummerSlam. Yeah. Those back in the they'll day, blow, those They'll blow moments, the roof off. Yeah. Oh, whatever, whatever my God. Doing, I'll tell you that. I, I, you know what? I love that you said that because that's exactly what I'm hoping for. Just verbal bashings all mm-hmm. week. Um, take shots at, at, at each other's mamas, whatever you got to do, <laughs> anything's on the table. All right. Just don't get physical. Save that for SummerSlam. Make that moment blow the roof off of what well, I forget. And, the, and, Hay- and, Hay- and, Hay- and Heyman's going to have an integral part in them keeping hands with each other, but yep. keeping everything fresh and, and the insults flowing. Yeah, absolutely have to. Um, Nick, I actually got a message from one of our, uh, one of our listeners for you. So, I mean, we're live, right? We don't edit things. So let's just kind of go to it. The Joseph Crush said, wanted me to say, 
to his to his listeners, which are our listeners, uh, hello, and that he misses everyone, that he wishes he was on the show today, but unfortunately, a couple things that had come up on I his don't. end. But he'll be back next week, and he specifically said, "Tell Noodles he's a jabroni, <laughs> and if he shows up tonight, I will pile drive his ass through a table." Edge <laughs> is greater than Roman. Oh, that's a, so Nick, that's, my, that's, he, a, uh, that's tough. It's tough, man. I mean, first of all, if you're going through a table later, I hope your insurance. I hope you have good insurance because the, the the catering hall does not have good insurance. So that's first thing. So up your policy before you go. Uh, secondly, taking taking shots at you, and you're on the show right now, and he's not. I think I think Joey Joey's really bitter. But you know, I, I did say my lock of the night was Roman going over that measly old edge, <laughs> way past his prime edge. And, uh, you know, it's okay. You know, there's a new era. It happened. That's <laughs> uh, too, too funny. Too funny. I love it, Joey. Looking forward to seeing you tonight. Um, we'll definitely be, uh, we'll be taking down some, uh, some cold ones for sure. Um, guys, we have a new Raw Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. Nikki, almost a superhero. <laughs> um, so we had Rhea Ripley Charlotte again. And I was getting to the point where I was feeling that the fans were going to take over because the fans at Money in the Bank were not into it at first. Mm-hmm. Then they kind of warmed up to it. Those girls put on a – those ladies, I'm sorry, put on a fantastic wrestling match, which ended did. obviously with Charlotte winning. There was a rematch on Monday Night Raw. I was nervous. The fans are back. How many times do you want to see uh, Rhea and Charlotte do it again and again and again? But at the end of the night – Nikki is your new Raw Women's Champion. Tommy, mm-hmm. um, we we live in our superhero role realm. We love it. We live for it. We breathe it. Right. We want more of it. Is Nikki the superhero that we that we uh, that we never knew we needed? I mean, I hope so. I mean, that was very unexpected. I mean, for the uh, cash in the very next night, I really thought the way the crowd was going, I really thought Becky was going to show up. You know, especially after. The promo Charlotte cut early at night saying, oh, Becky's home breastfeeding and all that. And then Becky came back with a tweet saying, I'm still the most over person in the women's division type thing. I'm like, okay, this is perfect for her to come back. But for Nikki to cash in, that was very cool. And, man, for her to be successful against Charlotte Flair, the what, 14, whatever, how many times she's won the title there. I mean, One million time champion. <laughs> I mean, it's very cool. And I hope she has a good run with it. I really do. I hope it's not just, you know, the next, at SummerSlam, she loses to Charlotte and that's it. You know what I mean? I hope she has a very nice run with it. And she deserves it. I mean, she, you know, she, they brought her up. They didn't wear her. Then she was off TV for a while. Then they finally bring her back and she has this nice little run. Well, wins and everything. So good for her. Hope, hope they keep it on for a little bit and we'll see where it goes. But very, very cool to see that on a Monday, the day after Monday in the Bank. Loved it. Yeah, you know, that's the, that's the kind of stuff that we need a little bit, especially during this time of um, post-pandemic wrestling, is we need we need a little bit more surprises. We need a little bit more moments. We, we can't just stuff, wait right? for – what's that? Try some new stuff. You know, give, try some, some new stuff. People try. People try. And we, we, need to, we need to see these things because otherwise, what's the point of, of, of joining? And for me personally, I don't usually log on and watch Monday Night Raw the second it kicks off, but I knew John Cena was going to be on it. So guess what? I turned it on. Yeah. Um, this is what I'm talking about, right? You promote something, you let it take place, and it happens. So you also need to have surprises for those people that are joining for, for those moments. And that's a nice way to kind of end the show. Um, 
I agree with Tommy. It would be nice to see her hold it for a little bit before she has to probably drop it back to Charlotte because inevitably that's going to happen, that's right? Goes. <laughs> um, you know, she owns WWE, clearly. So, but up until that point, I'd love to see her, you know, I'd love to see maybe a, a, a good feud before she inevitably has to drop it. I think it'd be kind of cool to see it. And it was a cool cash-in because it was very unexpected. And I, I wasn't sure if Nikki would cash it in, how it would be perceived if it was in like a heelish fashion, uh, heelish, you know, heelish way or like a face way the way it was done it kind of protects her character so gives a little credibility to it um nick this is we said it and we teased it before in the and we've uh, at the start of the show let's get into it now before, before, you, before you hit that re- real, sure. real quick I, like how you said before right like you know very rarely have you you know tuned into the very start of raw over the last you know, whoever how long right it's been but you knew that john cena was there and he was starting the show and you tuned in right doesn't, that yeah. gives you the feel of how it was when we were kids, right? When Raw kicked off, you made sure you were in front of that TV for Austin McMahon, The Rock, Kurt Angle, when all those Triple H, when all those guys had their amazing runs, right? Like that feel to have that is something special, and we need that in wrestling. Yeah, we 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 definitely do. We we need those moments to kind of kind of bring us back to to being able to love what we were where we're watching. Um, you know, I know that we're gonna always watch because it's kind of what we do, but um. You know, it's also good to pay the respect back to us a little bit. I mean, we've been those fans that have been putting money in those pockets for years, and we're still continuing to do so. Oh, God, I mean, I this week, I mean, this week alone, you you <laughs> bought that SummerSlam card, right? The three of you guys bought the SummerSlam cards or whatever it was with with yeah. What did uh, uh, Cena and Roman? Cena and Roman. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, continuing to put money in the pockets of them, the least they can do is just give a little respect to us. We understand that there's not such thing as a perfect show and perfect wrestling, but don't insult our intelligence a little bit. Come on. Come on, help us out well a little said. bit. Well said, you, Um, But listen, we, we teased it in the beginning of the show. Let's get into it now. And Nick, this is going to be a hot topic for you. Uh-oh. AEW has been making moves, okay, lately. They have been making moves, making signings. All right? Not, not, like, not the, like New York Mets style where they pick waiver wire pickups. This is, this is a joke now. Well, Rich Hill is definitely not a waiver wire pickup. I think he's going to be a fantastic veteran starter in your in your rotation. Uh, I'm, t- I'm talking about years years of the past years of the past. Oh, okay, okay. Because yeah. I'm saying Rich Hill. I mean, that's a that's a that's a. No, I wish no, the Yankees would have made a move like that. Like- <laughs> yeah. Um. So, the rumor right now is Daniel Bryan and CM Punk potentially coming to AEW. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is, I mean, if there's a pipe bomb, that is a pipe bomb. Yes, pun is intended. Um, Nick, if they if these two show up on AEW, okay, AEW felt much cooler lately. The fans yeah. back, it feels cooler. The moments feel bigger, right? They got Andrade, they got uh, Tommy End, Alistair Black, you know Malachi Black, Chavo Guerrero just came in. They're having a good mix of veterans with name and drawability and new up-and-coming people with potential, okay? They're doing some really good things, and they signed, they made another big signing, which we'll get to in a second. I want to definitely give her due, but before we get to her, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, dude, if these two show up, they, this is a salvo, right? Like, I know there's never been – I know like AEW like and WWE, they, they sometimes pay attention to each other. Like, this, this is huge, dude. Yeah. Tell me about it. This – the, signing these two big fish free agents, if, if, if these rumors are true and they show up, 
uh, you could be on the verge of a war 2.0. And it needs to be taken seriously, and I mean very seriously. I know, and because of what AEW is capable of doing with their, uh, you know, their interbranding with other companies and stuff like that, allows a lot of these guys freedom, and it's enticing to them, right? Daniel Bryan's main thing was he wants time off, he wants to do New Japan. He, there's a lot of different avenues to him. It's a perfect mix. You can make a lot of people very happy by being involved, heavily involved, but also being able to do their own thing and have that freedom. You don't get that in WWE. And signing those two guys there, and those ratings go through the roof, and they create these world class matchups. Um, it can be very enticing for other fish to follow suit. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, dude, Daniel Bryan, like that one hurts. That one hurts. That hurts. That one hits home. We, we, us as fans, made Daniel Bryan, made Daniel Bryan, and to see him go is a real tough pill to swallow. Big, big pill. One of those horse pills, like we don't really feel good, (laughs) and like you have like strep throat. Yeah. Or like something, and you try to take down one of those pills. That's how big the pill is. It hurts. The, the Daniel Bryan types are never supposed to make it, you know. And for for the the support and the backing that he's got over the years to be where he was and become the household name and the champion and you know the legendary moments he's delivered, you know, to see him jump ship is is one that's like a real swift kick to the dick, if you ask me. Well, listen, I mean, supposedly, and Tommy, keep me honest, you're always our resident stack guy. He really wanted to work with New Japan. That's what it is. And yeah. New Japan is in a working relationship with AEW. Mm-hmm. And AEW, no matter what we want to say on certain days, they are not stupid. Yeah. They know that. They know that once they open up that partnership with other companies, it's just more enticing. And doing so, you have now right, created. You're, fishing, you're and, fishing in an ocean now, right? There's a big yeah. pond there that you can yeah. go after. You've created the ability to have dream matches, dream scenarios, and to and to have storylines take place for years with the amount of talent you have in all these different promotions that they're that they're in a sharing partnership agreement with. Not only that, CM Punk, the way he walked out, and the way he kind of opened up the covers of behind the scenes of what went on in WWE, and the fact that now he's going to be able to go to uh, potentially go to AEW with a free mic. You're going to tell me Tony Khan's not going to say, hey, punk, take the mic, enjoy the next 10 minutes, blow it up. And, and we'll all be tuning in because there will be people better on the mic than CM Punk. Ever. He will expose it all. So when I tell you, like you just said before, if you're not paying attention and if you haven't yet, you need to start. You need to start because at this point, the only thing left for them to take from you is like Roman Reigns and John Cena. <laughs> There's, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're doing their thing. They have past guys. They have present guys. They have future guys and girls. I'm going to say guys. I mean both. And now they're putting in these, these names. I am, I am, I'm happy as a wrestling fan. Cause I want to see Dan O'Brien on my TV screen. CM Punk. I had a, uh, I loved him. I had a, I was very hurt when he went away. I wanted him back. His, his MMA venture was not successful, No, <laughs> but I want him back in the ring. I want him back in the ring because that's kind of where he should be and where he belongs. So, and and, and in is, their own right, AEW has done a fine job with uh, building some of their own very, very, very popular stars. Mm-hmm. Baker, very popular. Uh, Orange Cassidy. Uh, you know, just to name a few there. You know. Yeah, so Hangman Page. Hangman Page. I mean, going through the roof yeah. right now, dude. Yeah. Really doing a lot of MJF. stuff. Tommy. Oh my God, MJF is fantastic. Holy shit, I love that guy. Uh, Tommy, 
just mm-hmm. just to make sure give you points is a huge topic you know punk brian very strong indications mm-hmm. i mean as a fan i'm sure you're happy i know you want both companies to succeed but um how do you feel I mean, if this doesn't wake Vince out of wherever the fuck he's been in for the last few years, man, then I don't know what will if these two guys do show up in AEW. Because, you know, people are definitely going to turn the channel more often now. See. I mean, obviously, they're not on the same night like how um, Roar and uh, Nitro were back in the day. But, I mean, it's just the numbers are definitely going to go up for AEW. I mean, there's no there's no doubt about that. And just I just hope, like, he sees this and starts taking it serious because – I think for the last year or so, he really hasn't been taking it serious. Like, oh, you know, whatever. But, I mean, now he's making moves down in Jacksonville there. So, and, you know, I mean, and like we said, they're building their own characters, too. Like we just listed and everything. And, yeah, these two guys in the mix, I mean, it can only only be good things for AEW. And, you know, like I said, hope WWE takes notice and they start figuring out what to do because – like, we'll always watch because we're diehard fans, but, you know, you get the casual fan like, hey, you know, I don't want to watch WWE anymore. I want to watch AEW, and it, they're going to start seeing their ratings crumble. I mean, I'm not saying WWE is going to go out of business at, at all, but, I mean, it just it's they're going to take a hit if they don't change some things. So, hopefully they do, and we'll, we'll reap the benefits for both companies. So, I can't wait. Right. I couldn't agree with you more. You had to change your ways because what they're doing right now, even though, yes, we're, we're so happy to get wrestling back and fans back and stuff like that, AEW is building a long-term, this is their long-term plan and they're doing the right thing. And if I were them right here, this out really quick. If you get these two in tow, you do your thing, get these sharing agreements. You eventually take dynamite and you put that right up against raw. If you want to take them down, you change the network and go from Wednesdays to Mondays when you're fully loaded. You're not there yet. You're making moves though. closing, Closing the gap real quick. You go to you go to Monday night. You create that war and you win that war if you want to win it. Because money's not a problem for AEW and, yeah. the, and the cons. It's not a problem. It's going to come down to a fact of them doing and putting on a better show and putting together a better product than WWE. What I will say, as you know, I'm not the big. I wasn't the biggest AEW guy, but I will say that they offer three very powerful things right now in the moment of time, especially the outside fans and wrestlers intrigued freedom and a lot of fucking money mm-hmm. and that is a yep. very 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 powerful powerful thing to have on their side yeah and not wcw throwing out stupid ass contract money they have good enough money and they're smart enough because it's a wrestling company run by wrestlers i know tony khan is bankrolling it but cody rhodes kenny omega the young bucks the guys that get the business understand the business are in his ear but they're in his ear for the they've seen what happened with wcw and how it went out of business they're in his ear and they're doing what they need to do to make sure that this is going to be a, a, a successful company going forward. So, but speaking of success, and don't, and don't think Steve won't play a little role in that too. Oh dude. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you know me, you know, I love me some sting. And just really quick before I get into the next thing, the, what he did with orange Cassidy this week, <laughs> certainly made me bring a laugh. I'll tell you. That was See, it's such a small thing, but it's such an enjoyable point that he messed around with the gimmick that Orange Cassidy does on the outside. And when he banged his chest, he did it like in that Orange Cassidy slow, um, you know, it just, it was so good. If you didn't see Dynamite this week, please see it. It was very enjoyable. Um, it was great. I loved it. But speaking of Dynamite, let's stay with Dynamite because right now they're they're the topic that I want to kind of keep talking about. Thunder Rosa mm. is all elite. Now you probably ask yourself, we've seen her on, We've seen her on AEW. We have. 
but <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't actually on the AEW roster. She was an NWA wrestler um being shared as a part of the partnership. Um she actually was at Slammiversary and she wrestled Diana Peraza on Impact. Uh, she didn't win. She lost, um, but that's okay because it's just still great exposure to see Thunder Rosa go over there, which is what we want to see. We want to see some of these fuse that you never thought you'd see, and 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 they share and kind of help uplift some of these other shows. Tony Khan, out of respect, let me out of respect, but my my two cents, bought Thunder Rosa out of her contract with NWA to make her a full fledged AEW roster. Um, on the roster, um, I, I know I said that I said that backwards. I was trying to I was trying to get to like a bigger <laughs> moment, but she's on the roster now. She is a full fledged, full time AEW wrestler. That's what I was trying to get to. Um, Tommy, I know you know we're we're Thunder Rosa fans at, on on this on this channel, um, on this podcast. What what a what a way to say thank you from Tony Khan to bring her on board and sign her to a multi year contract. Yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, as we've seen, I mean, he's willing to do whatever he can. I mean, he bought the right to a bunch of music songs for his wrestlers. I mean, what what promoter does that? You know, that's freaking cool. So, I mean, and for him to do that, good stuff. We always, you know, we always joke around he's a jabroni, but man, when it comes to business, man, he knows what he's doing. He really does. So it's really good for him and bringing, I mean, we think she's probably the, I mean, besides Britt Baker, of course, she's probably like the best women's wrestler they got in that company officially now and everything. Yeah. So. Good for them, and uh, sky's the limit for her there, so it should be fun to see. I'm just curious if she goes up against Britt right away or if she you know, works her way up to her and everything, so it'll be very cool to see, but good for her, and, you know, good, you know, good luck, I guess you'd say, for her yeah. there. I want that feud very visited <laughs> again because that unsanctioned match was amazing. Oh, Nick, was go ahead. Awesome. I was saying, isn't, isn't it something that's to, it's almost got the feel like Tony Khan is like the opposite of Vince, right? Like a guy that truly cares about his wrestlers and does everything he can to make them happy or give them the tools to be successful at all times. I know Vince cares about a lot of his wrestlers, but I don't know if he's, if he's going the extra mile that it seems that Tony Khan has been. Right. It, it doesn't seem like it, right? When you go out and buy the rights for Jungle Boy's uh, song and the crowd mm-hmm. sings along with it, that's amazing. Yep. Dude, John Moxley comes out to Wild Thing now. Yeah. That's, 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 that's he, just so... someone's, he just bought someone's contract and then gave her a brand new one. Yeah, you know what I mean. That costs a lot of money to probably buy someone out of a contract and then pay her now. You yeah. know what I mean? So you pay, probably Multi. pay double. You know, so that's that's pretty impressive, man. Yeah, it's really impressive. And I know, listen, when you're going to give out, I want to say compliments, but you're going to give out kudos to Tony Khan. You know, if Nick's giving out kudos to Tony Khan, I mean, I still think he's he trying to actually, kudos, but I, I, of I, course, I, I, I respect, you know, the the business aspect and the human side. Yeah. Would you have a beer with him? No. Maybe. Of course, especially if you're okay. Ah, true (laughs) well said well said he will buy that beer um absolutely that was really good i appreciate that one um another piece of news really cool and for me and tommy obviously we're big big moviegoers um SummerSlam this year will be able to be viewed in a movie theater with other fans that's pretty damn cool i mean for me I love this because the moments that I've shared with fans in the movies for these big Marvel and DC movies moments and even Star Wars and whatnot. Yes, I am a nerd, but whatever. Look at these pythons, baby. Um, (laughs) The moments I've shared and how the crowd has made these things not only be as big as they were presented on the screen, but just to be like 
the moment like in a, in like the in Avengers Endgame when when they all come together. Spoiler alert! Um, and they all come back from being snapped, and the crowd literally stood up. Mm-hmm. I I stood there like I won a championship. I'm like, yo, let's do this thing. I mean, these moments are just moments that are like etched in your memory. So the fact that now you're gonna be able to kind of enjoy this kind of stuff with other fans in a big, well presented movie theater setting, how, how that's amazing. Yeah, that's cool. First of all, revenue smart, right? Revenue very smart. We need more revenue, but why not put SummerSlam on a big screen? Give us some Dolby Atmos. Fill those seats up. Have concession stands right in there so people don't have to leave and go out to go get like concessions yeah tommy i mean yeah. listen you're, you're my brother in the movies mm-hmm. we, we, we saw the, the last movie we saw together was uh, the star wars movie recently yeah um how do you feel about this i mean I, I, very, I mean like of all the bad things we say vince knows how to make money and this is another um revenue stream from the make money for the for the pay-per-view and like you all those reasons you list there. i mean could you imagine like a big moment, you have all the crowd jumping up and down and everything. It's just gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. And now in those comfy, you know, recliners and all the theaters seem to have now, it's gonna be great for them. And, and the sound, right? I mean, the sound, the exactly. Like yeah. That is, is some cool. yeah, exactly. And the picture, you know, they're all. I guess I don't know if they're all in four K now, but they're damn pretty, damn close with it. So it's pretty it's gonna be pretty cool to see. And I just and seeing it on the big screen, it'd be awesome. I'm just. Curious if they're gonna charge like you know like a regular movie ticket or maybe a little more, but whatever it is, man, awesome, very cool. Hopefully, very- hopefully the st- hopefully the streams stay on point though, right? Because yeah, they have some delays yeah. and hiccups, yeah. and have a lot of salty customers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very salty. <laughs> but um, I mean, listen, I, I couldn't agree with you, and I and and I always think back to that one moment at uh at the bank, we'll call it Nick's house, when Seth Rollins cashed in on uh, that was a great night, and, yeah, that was fun. and when he won that championship. The 13 people you packed in your basement <laughs> went insane. Yeah. And that moment would have been cool if I watched it alone, but it wouldn't have been the same moment that I just referred to because it just came back to me just like that because of how we shared it with each other. It was fun. That's that was how great, things great need to be to be enjoyed is with each other. So I love, love, love that idea. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Um, Always better when together. And I couldn't agree more. I, I hope it's successful and I hope they continue to do it for at least the big the big four. Yeah, definitely. At least big a big four. Is four. Always something special. Dude, Absolutely. imagine watching Royal Rumble. Oh, I, 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 the, oh my oh, god, that'd man. be sick. <laughs> that would be sick. I would love it. Yeah. Joey would fall out of the recliner. <laughs> That's how good it would be. And that and it's, that alone is pop. worth the paid for admission for me <laughs> to see him roll out of a recliner. Um, guys, SmackDown was last night. I know it's a little bit hard for us sometimes to watch the show before, but I was able to watch a couple of clips. Um, some good moments. I mean, Seth and Edge, they got physical. Yeah. I heard that. I'm looking forward to that. That should be a great feud as well. That should be a great feud. Um, Like like Nick said earlier in the show, Paul Heyman going at John Cena, Mm -hmm. I guess humming along or singing along (laughs) his theme song. Dude, that stuff is so good. Paul Heyman is just absolutely incredible at what he does. Dude, and Roman Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns (laughs) is on another level. That promo he cut might have been one of the best ones he's cut, period. Missionary John, that shit is fucking best. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess we can ask Nikki Bella, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, this is for both you guys. Um, I'm trying to think of what else that I, what else, was, what are the clips that I see? Um, uh, Tony Storm, Tony yeah. Storm debuted. Um, oh, which is a great one. debut, yeah. Dude, her storm. First of all, why are they doing Zelina like this? Stop using her doing her. her it's, this is like enhancements. Now yeah. it seems like it's a. Uh, 
it's like a payback thing right now. I, you know what I mean? Like that's what we were afraid personal. of. It is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it absolutely feels personal. I couldn't agree more with you. Stop squashing her. There's other women on the roster. Let them take the loss. Tony Storm, Storm One. That move is ridiculous. Love it. I've never seen it before. Yeah, that's why it's so cool. Like I always love when someone comes up with something brand new, fresh, and like that just is absolutely like it looks devastating. Like you get it, it's over. You ain't getting up. No. Yeah, dude, I I love that. The crowd chanting for Big E. You deserve it. That was cool, yeah. I, yeah, I Big, got Big, chills. Biggie's it's fantastic, man. What what he's come to and where he's he's grown to and what the future holds for him because he's gonna have a great run in him. Yeah, championship run, championship run, I should say. I, I'm I am looking forward, and also Finn Balor stood off with Roman Reigns, and I think Reigns Which accepted his challenge. Awesome. Yes, yeah. he did. Yes, he did. So I didn't get a chance to watch the show. I only was able to see the clips before the show this before our podcast this morning. But the clips I saw leads me to believe that the show was actually really good or it very was. enjoyable. It was, it was. Listen, it's 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 been much better. Um, I mean, definitely they've put together much better feuds and and better storylines. But I feel like the majority of the excitement has definitely come through having people back in the crowd exactly. now because we're even even more excited to watch it to hear what mm-hmm. the hell's going on to feel it. And when when you get a taste of that energy, bro, you can never let that go. Yeah, yeah. three thousand percent, absolutely. The crowd definitely helps. Big time, big time. So I cannot wait to watch SmackDown later. This way I can kind of make sure I, you know, I always do my homework and get my wrestling in because that's how I am. I'm professional. I don't do what Joey does. I don't just skim through it. Okay. I need to hear the announcement. I need to hear the crowd. I need to see the moves. I need to see it all. That's why I'm the most professional podcaster in the world. Joseph, you ride my coattails. Just kidding. Um, just cause he's not here. I got to take shots at him. But, um, boys, I mean, listen, we had a lot of wrestling this week. It was, it had its ups and downs. It had its moments. This was a blast talking about it, but Obviously, we can never end the show without our MVPs. Um, Nick, I know Joey likes to get at you to go first. I'll go first just to give you a couple minutes to kind of let your mind um, marinate a little bit and try to find who you think the MVP is. But I'm going to go, and this can be a weird one. I'm going to go Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. The reason being is that he has not stopped working. He has not become complacent. When you get Tommy End, Alistair Black, Malachi Black, when you get Andrade, when you sign when you buy out um, Thunder Rose's contract and you sign her, you know, to be one of your full-time rosters, when you're going out there and you're doing what you can do to bring in CM Punk and Dana Bryan, the guy has not stopped. He's working with an unlimited salary cap and he's using his money wisely. Tony Khan, keep it up. Mm -hmm. Keep it up. You're my MVP this week. Tommy. Yes. Who's your MVP this week, my friend? I wasn't going to go Tony Khan, but no, I mean, that was pretty evident that it was going to be him. But I want to go, what the hell? I want to go with Nikki, almost a superhero, for her cash. Hey, yeah. And successful cash in on the queen. So uh, that's my MVP. I like it because you know what? You didn't see it coming because I didn't see it coming. <laughs> you knew her character couldn't hold the briefcase for a long time, but you didn't think it would be like 24 hours. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, it was crazy. So I like it. Listen, it was a cool moment. The fans loved it. Let's see where we go from here. Absolutely. Uh, Nick, take us home. I hope they gave well, you a well, time. I tried giving you a good soliloquy. I tried. I you tried. You tried. You, you stole Tommy's and Tommy stole mine. So I guess it's only yep. fitting. <laughs> that you steal Joey's. <laughs> I'm no, going to go with. Go oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, no. no bless, it, but Joey's probably, Joey. Anytime, nah. anytime you want to blast Joey, you can. His MVP I'll do would be week. like. Shout out to Wardlow. All right, Joe. Shout out to Wardlow. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I'm saying because, you know, Joey, he would probably give it to like to Bull Dempsey or something like that. 
Joey's having a bullshit uh, right now. Absolutely. Spiking, spiking his, uh, his spatula when he's flipping the pancakes. Um, I'm going with, it's got to be Tony Storm making her debut in a dominating fashion with a big win and just another legitimate talent to the women's division in wrestling, which a few weeks ago looked very bleak and very stale, recycling the same six wrestlers. Yep. And now they've really done a pretty nice job of giving people big pushes and they're adding a lot of talent to the pool. Dude, SmackDown, man. You have you have Zelina Vega over there. You have Tony Storm, Tegan Knox, Shotzi Blackheart. That's an infusion of talent. Mm-hmm. Do you the still right en- thing. You still, you still enjoy watching uh, um, Nia Jax and Shayna versus uh, Tamina and uh, Natty? You, you, you well, like those no, matches? No, I, I, don't, I don't like that at all. But what the best part <laughs> about it is that Shayna and Nia are raw wrestlers now. So And they're not tag team champions, which means they don't have to, tra- they, they don't have to travel to the but show. They go, they go over the title. <laughs> Well, they can they can they can keep trying, but they're gonna lose. Um, go away. I feel so God. bad for Shayna Baszler. So I bad. They're they gonna break him up, but it doesn't look like it now. I don't get it. I thought Reggie was gonna do it. Now he's a twenty four seven champion. <laughs> Fucking Reggie, man! The guy's killing the game. <laughs> yeah, he he really is. He has he. Oh God, God. Anyway, <laughs> listen. Episode 64 of the Wrestling Journal podcast. Boys, it was a lot of fun. It felt good to be back. I'm sorry I was in New Orleans last week. I had a blast myself. Those those moments will not be spoken on the podcast because that is not even MA. It is whatever <laughs> the rating is above MA. If it's MA 17, we'll talk about that later. Anyway, guys, stay safe. Watch Pro Wrestling. We'll see you next week.